Hi guys, Paul Capon here from the innovation community. Today we're with Faisal Khan, a senior advanced analytics and data science leader at AstraZeneca. Uh, Faisal has spent his career helping to improve the lives of others and is also teaching graduate level introductory and advanced classes on data science and analytics. So Faisal, great to have you on the show. Thank you, my pleasure to be here. Just to start with, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself in a, in a few words? I mentioned the, the healthcare background, but I'm sure you can do it more justice. Sure, definitely. I've actually spent most of my career in applying whatever you want to call machine learning, data science, advanced analytics, artificial intelligence, etc. I tell people I make up numbers for a living um, to various problems in healthcare and the life sciences. Spent a lot of time actually in the oncology domain, looking at how do we bring together different inf pieces of information, genetic information about somebody, analysis of their tumor image combined with their particular characteristics. They're trying to figure out what will happen with them in the future and what's the best outcome for them. I've done work with wearable devices, working in clinical trials, drug development, um, and uh, spent some time in, in the payer industry looking at how large data sets can affect healthcare trends and what we can learn from that. And most recently, I'm at AstraZeneca, where I lead a team in, in working in various data science problems across the whole drug development lifecycle. Excellent. And, and you mentioned you've spent pretty much all of your career focusing on you know, the, the, the buzzwords, the data science, machine learning. Where did your career really start in that field? Uh, so I got started actually as an undergrad. Uh, I, I was majoring in computer engineering because I really wanted to design digital chips and hardware. Uh, I got involved in a research in my sophomore year in a research project uh, because a professor at the end of the semester said, I'm looking for folks who want to do research. And I raised my hand started working with him on analyzing chat data, doing text mining and looking at who's talking with who, what is the conversation about, how does the, how does the topics of the conversation change, et cetera. Did a bunch of work there and when it came time for some of my, some of my graduate work, I combined both of my interests together and actually, I, I'll dare say it was a little ahead of my time, I was designing digital chips and engineering hardware to do machine learning, which is what you see with, with tensor processing units from Google now, et cetera. Uh, then when I was just joined the, the industry, I uh, had a few different opportunities and I really got interested in the healthcare field. It was an opportunity where I had a lot, a lot of interest and a startup was looking for someone with some of my background and the rest, as they say, is history. I've kind of been in that track since. Great. And, and you just touched on it uh, briefly there. What really interests you about working with, with, with data science and machine learning, especially in the healthcare space? Well, two things. First of all, in general, I'm a very kind of quantitative, logical person. It, it intuitively makes sense to me on a fundamental level that a mathematical equation could describe the world, right? So that's what you do when you build a model. You build some kind of equation or, or mathematical construct to describe some activity. So that, 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 that rings true to me. But in general, what, I, uh, what I really gets me passionate about working in healthcare is there's so many opportunities to improve people's lives. Uh, I personally would have had the opportunity to deploy data science in many industries, but I, I've stayed within healthcare because I get a lot of value out of having an impact on people's lives, helping them live better, faster, with better quality of life, and that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. And plus, the problems are extremely interesting from an intellectual perspective, and they're fun to work on. Excellent. Well, you, uh, yeah, if you, you have fun at work, you never work a day in your life. Um, can you outline some of the major successes that you've achieved throughout your career? So I've, I've had the fortune of working in a variety of different uh, types of venues, whether they're, it's in academia or, or in industry from small startups to large companies. And, and where I've really had personal um, 
success and per personal fulfillment is when I've been able to work on a problem holistically from the initial design all the way through getting it out there. My first job at a startup, um, I, I was in that role for a few years where we did that, had the initial seed of an idea, got something out there that was helping patients and went through the whole product development life cycle. That, that's fantastic. And it's always a pleasure to be part of something from the beginning and kind of see it out there in the wild. Definitely. Uh, tell us about a time that you affected change in a major organization, whether it was from the, the, the development work you're doing or maybe from people and processes and some of the challenges that came with that as well. Well, part of what I'm doing currently in my role is I'm part of a large transformational effort at AstraZeneca to use the power of data, artificial intelligence, new digital technologies to change how we work. Um, it's, it's, it's huge, particularly in a large enterprise, to realize change at that level. Sometimes there's, there's difficulty getting buy-in to a transformational change like that. Luckily, we're, we don't have that problem. Everyone realizes the, the potential and the promise. But just the nuts and bolts of doing it are difficult. Data is in different silos. It's in old formats. It's hard to get at. It's hard to merge things together. People have different practices. Um, they have different priorities. It's just the nuts and bolts of pulling it together, harmonizing it, getting it ready. Um, it's not easy to do. I always tell people if it was easy to, to do, it would have already been done. So um, it can be challenging, but once you pull it through, the reward is immense. Definitely. And you mentioned the, the nuts and bolts there. Uh, just touching on the, the technology side, how are you currently leveraging the technology to advantage? And, and also, what effect do you think that that's going to have on the landscape in the future? Well, I think technology is, is, is how you enable the landscape of the future. Uh, what you want to do is get past one-time, one-off activities. You want to standardize them. You want them repeatable. You want technology to enable the work that you're doing, whether it's identifying your data sources, collecting them together, harmonizing them, qualitizing your data, enabling the analyses that you're going to do, enabling you to recall analyses you've done six months ago. So technology at all those steps of the process, whether it's through data integration, whether it's through data harmonization, whether it's through new analytical platforms or technologies and machine learning, whether it's through source code repositories, visual analytics, underpins everything that we do to enable success on all those fronts. And you mentioned that you, as, as an organization, there's, there's a lot of buy-in. How do you engage and communicate with the CD leadership team when, the, when issues do come up? So I think when issues come up, and they'll always come up, issues are inevitable. The, the important thing to do is to be clear as to why a problem has presented itself, what we think we can do to address it and mitigate it, what the downstream impact is, and present some options. Problems will always come up, but did they come up because we didn't anticipate something? We budgeted uh, a low amount. It's a really ugly data set and something has, has, has complicated our efforts to merge different data sets together. But we ran a machine learning algorithm and the results were not as good as we wanted. Um, I think you're, you always get better traction and more success when instead of going there and saying, yeah, we got a problem and I don't know what to do about it, you say, We've run into this issue. Here's why we think it's happening. Here's a few options, and here's a likelihood of success. I suggest we do B. Excellent. Very concise, and and, and you know, probably gets a lot more more work done too. Where do you see the biggest opportunity for improvement within AstraZeneca right now? So I think where you continue to leverage the power of data and analytics within the pharmaceutical industry broadly, and it's figuring out the right way to do that. Everybody sees the value, but doing it at scale across the whole whole uh, range of activities is not easy to do because no one's going to stop doing the the main job of the company for a year to let you get to that next gen 
uh, data ready in a state. So how do you do that in a real time fashion? And it's always, always interesting. Mm. And you've had a very interesting career. We've just heard all about it. Uh, what do you think in your opinion is the biggest mistake you made throughout that time? Well, the biggest, I made a lot of big mistakes. Um, I think the biggest mistake that I've made is forgetting about the fact that uh, anything that I do from an analytics, machine learning, AI, data science perspective has to solve a real business problem, has to solve a real world problem. Um, uh, oftentimes we get caught up in, here's a really cool result, or I tried a really cool algorithm or used the, uh, the latest cutting edge package or technology, but it's got to be to an eventual end. It's got to solve a business problem. It's got to have an impact on a potential partner. There has to be a purpose for it, um, and I've I've sometimes lost track of that, and that's never been a good uh, situation to be in. Mm, absolutely, and, and what's the best piece of advice you've ever received throughout your your time? Um, from a data science perspective, it's always been about uh, make sure you're solving the right problem with the right, in the right way. And in general, from just a general career perspective, it's about not being afraid to, to challenge yourself, to try out uncomfortable things. Do you have any favorite thought leaders or authors, influencers, whether that's in data science or, or outside? Um, great question. I'd say I'm, I'm influenced by a variety of people uh, within data science and, and elsewhere. Um, but it's, it's hard to come up with a name right at, right off the top of my head right now. No problem. Last question for me, what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in data science and advanced analytics, machine learning? Uh, first of all, remember the importance of doing our piece of the work correctly, doing good data science, not just throwing an algorithm at a problem, making sure you're data is appropriate, you've defined the problem, you're using the right tool or technology, and as I said before, you're solving a business problem that needs to be solved. And the second is keep your folks happy and engaged because data science is a hot field and you want to make sure that you have a happy home for your talent that you rely on. Wise words there, Facebook Khan, Advanced Analytics and Data Science Leader at AstraZeneca. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, my pleasure. Thank you.